0: entrepreneur on fire 890
1: you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want
0: john lee dumas and the webinar course.com have arrived create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite Ready to get your life organized? LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. Be there for your customers no matter where you are. Go to evoice.com slash FIRE for your special extended 60-day free trial. FIRE Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash FIRE today. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Keith Weinhold. Keith, are you prepared to ignite? I am feeling pretty flammable. Yes. Keith is an international real estate investor with property in several world nations and US states. He owns rental apartment buildings and single family homes and producing agricultural coffee farms. In 2014, he launched the highly rated Get Rich Education podcast so that he can just give away all the best information so others can build a passive income empire. Keith. I've just given Fire Nation a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon the biz.
1: Yeah, well, Get Rich Education is the name of my podcast and website where I take the same investments and techniques that the rich already use and show them how you can use them for yourself. Our middle class is evaporating and most middle class people trend toward caving into the old convention of working for an employer, saving their money and contributing to a 401k, but that rarely creates an extraordinary life at all. People joke that they spend more time with their coworkers than their family, and then they don't do anything about it. <laughs> Later in life, when you look back, you know, what are you really going to regret missing? 82% of those people age 50 plus say they'll have to work during retirement, which really isn't a retirement. I live in Anchorage, Alaska with my terrific wife, married seven years. Uh, Some people have called me a fitness and workout freak, competitively running, cross-country skiing, doing a lot of bodybuilding. And Anchorage is a city of contrast. There's over 300,000 residents great amenities. And we only live 10 minutes from Anchorage International Airport because I travel a lot. Yet at the same time we have those amenities, I can be in complete mountain wilderness in just 20 minutes drive. And we have moose in our backyard eating my (laughs) wife's flowers.
0: (laughs) So Keith, there's something that I really want to dive into before we take a big stab at sharing your journey with Fire Nation. And that's the fact that you, my friend, are in Vegas right now. You're not in Alaska. You decided that, hey, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to go to a not-so-cheap conference that's not very close to where I live, and I'm going to learn a lot of great stuff. But at the same time, you said, wow, getting the opportunity to, be, to come on to Entrepreneur on Fire and chat with Fire Nation is very important. So you left that conference today for you know this hour that we're going to be here together with everything before and after. And I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for doing that. And I'm going to be speaking for Fire Nation here because they can't quite speak to you at this moment, but I'm sure they're thankful as well. So thanks, Keith.
1: Yeah, Sure you are very wise to point that out. You know, Basically, those that tend to be more normal in life or think about things on a scarcity basis, they see investing in your education not as an investment, but as an expense. Yet those abundantly minded people that tend to be more wealthy, they view education as an investment and not as an expense. And that's how I see it. Love it. Keith,
0: What I'm really excited about today is your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, this empire that you've built in several world nations, United States, this producing agricultural coffee farms. I mean, really cool. You've diversified incredibly well, obviously. But let's talk first and foremost about a moment in time and not just any moment, Keith your worst entrepreneurial moment. And I really want you to tell us a story. So take us there and share.
1: My worst entrepreneurial moment is really what planted the seed for entrepreneurial venture. I was 23, had my worthless geography de- degree and was a grad school dropout working for a land use consulting firm in Westchester, Pennsylvania for 10 bucks an hour. Well, well. I was vacationing away from that job during my fourth Alaskan vacation, and while I was gone on this latest lengthy trip, my boss in Pennsylvania decided that no matter how good of a worker I was, he needed to have me around more to get things done for him rather than vacationing half the time. So upon my return from Alaska to Pennsylvania, I walked through the door of that 200-year-old converted antique townhome office. And as my boss and I stood eye to eye on that hardwood floor near those classic old window panes, he let me know that while I was gone, he needed to hire someone else to actually produce without leaving for a month every other month like I did. And uh, he let go of me. He, He did say he was sorry, so... I gathered my belongings from my desk and, you know, it really didn't hit me as to what happened until I closed the outside door and left that historic brick building that I had worked in and began walking down South High Street with a hammer mill copier paper box full of assorted cheap (laughs) office belongings. So I had time on my hands, 450 bucks to my name, zero direction in life. And a rental 300 square foot pool house. Yes, John, a pool house like where the landlord had previously stored his swimming pool supplies. That was my home. So I had lost my day job, but the fire burned higher than ever to embrace my day dream. So next, while I worked for a construction materials testing job that I was not passionate about, I really started to ask myself, what was I doing in life? Doing something I didn't like in the sprawling Philadelphia suburbs, five hours drive from my parents' home, living in a crummy pool house and borrowing off credit cards to pay the rent. So money was straight up tough. And at one time, I was eligible for unemployment checks, but I never accepted them. I've never accepted any because to me, that's an immoral transaction. There's no promise of me creating value in return for that check I'm receiving. Just like I ran up credit card debt then, but never defaulted on any card, that's unethical too. I signed a contract stating I would pay and pay on time. So I knew the Alaskan lifestyle of skiing and mountaineering is what I was passionate about. I was going to move to Alaska, and I told people straight up, I am just packing up and leaving. And you know, some people in life tell you don't quit your day job. I say, consider quitting your day job, but don't quit your day dream. This was about the same time I read Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where it told me the rich don't work for money, and that totally resonated with me, and I read that at a perfect time in my life. So, I went home to my parents' attic one weekend in upstate Pennsylvania, and to raise money for my Alaska move, I sold about the only marketable thing I owned, my vintage Star Wars collection for $4,500. Yes, I'm talking action figures like Chewbacca and Snaggletooth from the Cantina. (laughs) Only a couple of people in my circle were supportive. I mean, to, dude, to most Pennsylvanians, they thought moving to Alaska solo was like attempting to colonize Mars all by myself. You know, most were like, dude, you're packing up and driving to Alaska to live without a job. And your top plan is to go cross-country skiing. And my answer to that was Yes. yes. <laughs> so many people thought i was nuts it seemed like they always asked me about a job, and i didn't have one set up in alaska i would get one but i wasn't going to let a job offer dictate where i live a lot of people called me a dreamer but you know what i had a dream my critics were working hard working overtime fearfully clinging to their work a day job so what i learned then is most people do choose to live their fears instead of trying to live their dreams um The other thing I learned as I heard critics and read more Kiyosaki books in that lousy pool house apartment before moving is that most people learn about how work works. They don't learn about how money works. Yet money is the only reason that people go to work. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It made no sense to me. Instead, what makes sense is to first learn about how money works and then work your way back to see how to attain it most efficiently rather than trade your time for dollars at a job like everyone else. So those early Kiyosaki books, like Cashflow Quadrant, were integral. They basically taught me that no one has a money problem, people have an idea problem, and lack of money is just a symptom of an underlying idea problem. An idea is like a little hinge. Little hinges swing open big doors. You know, people read about these ideas, but most of them don't act. But I was actually going to implement them and then further maximize them.
0: So Keith, I'm gonna cut in here. I'm kinda curious. You get to Alaska. Like you've made this drive, you're really into cross country skiing. Like what does it look like up there? Like what are you doing the first couple days that you're there? I mean you're looking around, you're trying to find a place to stay. What's up?
1: I did ski and I did have a good time and I did get out and explore, but eventually I did run out of some money. And I did have a day job for a while living in Anchorage, Alaska. The
0: deadliest catch? uh, Yeah,
1: I'm not a fisherman. Uh,
0: So um, you are Gold Rush then?
1: Yeah, land lover. Yeah. So, um, but you know, one day in 2002, I had gone from a paying renter in Anchorage, Alaska, like I had been all my life, to overnight buying a fourplex building in Midtown Anchorage, living in one unit, and renting out the other three. And I became a rookie landlord, and this kind of led to the aha moment for me. You know, I didn't have a lot of money to buy a fourplex building, especially since that was my first purchase ever. But all you need to do is start asking people, what's it take? I learned that with just a minimum 620 credit score, a 3.5% FHA down payment, which was $11,000 that I barely had, that I could use the building's projected tenant rent income to help me qualify for the purchase before I even owned the building and had that rent income. So I really started to see the power of using other people's money. And by the way, that loan program still exists today. Most people don't know about it. And that is a huge springboard to your wealth, buying a fourplex building with an FHA loan. So when it comes to affording something you want, you don't so much have to know how to Let me see that again. When it comes to affording something you want, you don't so much have to afford it. You just need to know how to afford it. That's using other people's money. But, you know, a real aha moment came a few years later when I owned that Anchorage Fourplex for three years. I was in a Barnes & Noble bookstore one day reading a Ritz-Dad book. And leading up to that, besides the monthly rent income, which basically meant I was living for free, I also knew I had a big building that increased in value substantially, which has a lot more impact than a smaller single-family homes appreciation would have. That light bulb moment was when I read about what financial leverage means. Leverage had already happened to me because I owned that fourplex building three years, and I didn't even know it, John. So as I sat at those small green rectangular bookstore tables with the odor of baristas making Americano coffees. I learned that just the 7% annual return on my $300,000 fourplex for those three years, that turned into a $360,000 fourplex. Well, that's a $20,000 gain each of those three years.
0: So Keith, we're kind of getting a little deep into the weeds right here. So I'm going to break in. I'm going to give you a break. Go ahead. Take a deep breath. Kind of hang out for a second here. And what I really want Fire Nation to be absorbing, you know, as Keith is going through these things, is he was able to accomplish what he's accomplished because he was investing in himself, both with finances, but with time, with resources, by improving his knowledge, by reading the right books, by getting into the right conferences, by finding the right materials online and studying, and and actually looking down and finding those those loans, like those FHA loans that a lot of people don't think about, and and realizing that you can use things like tennis projected pay to actually get more for your buck and, and to leverage that even more so. What is going to be your fire nation? What's going to be your hidden gems that you're going to find? What's going to be those important things that you? as an entrepreneur, are going to be able to use it, other people just aren't uncovering because they're not spending the time, energy, and effort to really get in and find out what those little niches are that aren't being exposed. You know, for Keith, he's talking a lot of specifics right now about real estate. And of course, if you're really interested in this stuff, go check out his podcast on real estate. It's, it's really going to be getting into the weeds like he's doing right now. But the overarching theme that's so important is that every industry, every focus has its shortcuts or its leverage points that you can really squeeze and hold onto that can be really powerful. And Keith, what we're gonna do at this point is what I call the one-minute mindsets. I'm gonna ask you five direct questions. Take about 30 seconds, a minute max, to answer these questions, and these are gonna be insights into your mind. So ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like?
1: Shortly after I wake up, I have two stiff energy drinks on an empty stomach. That stimulant gets me into doing a pretty explosive high intensity interval training workout at home like burpees, tuck jumps, BOSU exercises, plyometrics. That gets my blood pumping and my creative brain flowing And then right afterward, I mix some chocolate protein powder into my oatmeal and have some vegetables. Only then do I begin returning get-rich-education emails. You know, I keep in mind that I have a body first. To me, it's easy to prioritize putting the body that I'm going to live inside for the rest of my life ahead of keeping up with an email account. I mean, some choices are just easy.
0: What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: Probably not adopting systems soon enough. Just in producing my Get Rich Education podcast, I still don't have my Schedule Once type of calendar system Mm. set up for guests, so I end up emailing the guests or their publicists back and forth a few times before we settle on a time. So I just need to set aside a few more hours for things like that, uh, systems.
0: Yeah, it's so important because, I mean, you spend a couple hours doing something like that. The cumulative time it saves you over weeks, months, and potentially then years is absolutely mind-blowing. But Keith, what's your biggest strength?
1: Biggest strength is others have told me it's my ability to explain things in an in inspiring and simple way and a willingness to probably embrace an abundance mentality and just give away all my best knowledge and help others achieve success. Other entrepreneurs are good at working for a good income. And those entrepreneurs think if they can invest their money and get their money working for them, that's smart. Actually, that's not that smart. I show entrepreneurs and everyday people that you don't really want to focus on just getting your money to work for you. When you focus on getting other people's money to work for you, that's how great wealth is created and in a passive fashion. In real estate, you make other people's money work for you three ways at the same time. The tenant's money for the rent income, the bank for the leverage, the government for the taxes. So basically my mission, and I would never call a person a nobody, John, but some people call themselves that. I want to turn more nobodies into somebody than anybody.
0: Wow. What's a habit that you wish you had?
1: I really need to learn how to say no better, especially since taking on the podcast. As soon as you say yes to something in life, you basically have to say no to something else. Lately, I'm often on the brink of being overscheduled.
0: There's a quote by Derek Sivers I've adopted for 2015. Keith, you're welcome to adopt it as well. If it's not a heck yeah, it's a no. And for me, that really helps because there's a lot of things I want to do, but you're so right. When you say yes to something, Fire Nation, you have to say no to something else, or you are, in a sense, saying no to something else that might come up in the future, So for me at this point, if it's not an absolute heck yes, it's a no. And Keith, of everything that you have going on right now, what's the one thing that has you most fired up?
1: Oh, It's easily the 2014 launch of the Get Rich Education podcast. Free content delivered every Friday with the opportunity to learn about expanding your means rather than merely living below your means. You know, unlike a lot of personal finance shows, which really just kind of tell you how to keep from losing, I tell you how to win so you can live well when you're actually young enough to enjoy it. (laughs) So, you know, my goal with the show is to make a regular listener more successful than me, faster than me. How could I hope to do that? It's providing this shortcut to success for them. I even hook up listeners, kind of like you do with your show, John. I hook them up with the investment contacts I've made over the last 12 years by bringing them right onto my show as guests, including Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Advisors, and, and people that are really great to learn from.
0: So cool. So, Keith, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Why are you an entrepreneur? Perhaps it's because you don't want someone else dictating what ideas you pursue or what projects you work on. Or maybe it's the flexibility owning your own business provides. I'm an entrepreneur for the freedom it affords me to do what I'm passionate about whenever and wherever I want. And with the help of the internet and services like eVoice... I can. With a toll free number, professional voice greeting and dial by name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So when my customers or business partners call, they're automatically sent to wherever I am. Whether I'm out exploring new passions and ideas or in the backyard hanging out, I can still deliver the exceptional and professional service my customers expect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60 day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the best time to start getting your life organized is right now. And the easiest place to do it is legalzoom.com. Getting your life organized starts with protecting your family. And a great way to take control of your family's future is making a will or living trust. That's where legalzoom can help. There's no easier way to make sure your family is legally taken care of. Getting your life organized also means taking control of your financial affairs. So if you're thinking of starting a business or you have one already, legalzoom can help you form your business and and provide the support you need to run it successfully. For more than 10 years, LegalZoom has helped millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you need legal advice or guidance, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states since they're not a law firm. Don't wait any longer to organize your life and save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's discount code FIRE. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com today. LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. Keith, welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: The knowledge that I was going to have to live with constant chaos and unknowns, and no one's going to lead me. I just have to keep going as far as I can, and when I get there, believe to see further.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received? You can't
1: buy happiness. You have to live happiness. Most people postpone happiness by trying to save up now just to maybe live happiness later. But you can't buy it. You have to live happiness now. Just be who you are becoming now.
0: Share one of your personal habits, Keith, that you do have, that you believe contributes to your success.
1: It's consistency from learning a new abdominal exercise to learning about how to improve podcast microphone quality, always making myself and those better around me.
0: I love it. There's two books I always point new entrepreneurs to that really drills home the power of consistency. And that's The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson and The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. They just show you that, you know, just doing the small things right every single day can add up to something huge down the line. Keith, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, the Abukai
1: Expenses app, A-B-U-K-A-I. You can take photos of all your receipts and itemize them and store them all inside the app. And if you're a real estate investor and discuss real estate investing during a restaurant meal, you can often get a tax deduction for the meal.
0: Whoa. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Keith, what would it be and why? Why? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not going to be anything original here, but the straight up answer is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's the book that started it all for me. Being wealthy is a choice.
0: Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I have teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Keith, This next question's the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: That's quite a question. First, I would attend a local real estate investor meeting one time that week to start making some contacts and just focus on how I could help them. Then I'd spend most of those seven days buying a membership to an info product website platform like ClickBank or Kajabi. And I would shoot videos so subscribers could learn how to invest other people's money in an ethical way for their own gain. And I'd use an older generation iPhone 5 since I need to keep this under 500 bucks. So that should do the job. I'd buy a little plastic iPhone tripod and to get high quality iPhone video, I would use the Filmic Pro app and the iMovie app and then go ahead and sell subscriptions to those videos. There's an integrated shopping cart inside ClickBank and there is an Unlimited number of subscriptions I could sell to viewers, and I could just wake up every morning and see how many subscriptions I had sold overnight, making money follow me.
0: <laughs> Keith, we started today on fire. Let's end on fire. With you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
1: It is the Get Rich Education Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and getricheducation.com.
0: In a parting piece of guidance.
1: It's got to be the Zig Ziglar quote. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they
0: want. Boom. And Fire Nation, I'll add a Jim Rohn quote there. You're the average of the five people we spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Keith and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, type Keith in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with all this contact information, his podcast, website, you name it, it's there. And Keith, thank you, my friends, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. It's been great. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.